professional wrestling fans to the PW Fan. The PW Fan is a pro wrestling podcast created by the fans for the fans. And thank you for joining us. This is episode 90. Man, we are on the road to 100, aren't we, guys? We're getting close. I am your host, your grumpy old school wrestling fan, collector, barber, singer and guitarist of Fallbright, talk wrestling, Tim Gilbert. And I'm your host, the architect of Pro Wrestling Podcast, Funko Pop Collector, Steelers fan, your favorite host, Booker Andy. I'm also your host, the No Selling Wrestling Indie fan and football lover, Jeremy. And Jeremy is arguably also the favorite host. I, on the other hand, am the least favorite host and embrace it. You guys all cry your tears. <laughs> I want to see him. All right. Um, let's see what we're talking about today. We're going to be talking about Dark Side of the Ring. We're going to talk about Jungle Boy's heel turn, Money in the Bank. I'm going to be doing a review of AEW Fight Forever video game um, and more. Like always, stick around until Ooh. the end, and uh, we'll be talking about my classic show of the week recommendation. YouTube.com backslash at the pw fan pod go there right now or when you get a second hit subscribe watch all of our video content we have up there we have some reels we have all of our episodes and adding more every day uh, we have merch pro wrestling backslash the pw fan tons of different designs some booker andy designs uh some uh just pod designs in general and then coming soon the jeremy shirt so be on the lookout for that and uh, for all other social media, all you got to do is search uh, at the PW fan. So whether you're a TikTok, Twitter, or Instagram user, uh, the only thing we don't have actually, guys, is uh, Facebook. I just realized. But if you have any of those other ones, just search at the PW fan, and we should pop right up. Hit that follow button, and uh, don't forget, stick around at the end of the show, and we'll talk about my classic show of the week. All right. Well, Andy, episode ninety, man. Let's go. I'm gonna pass it over to you. Alrighty. Um, first of all, I haven't even been to our Twitter in so long. Ever since I deleted my Twitter, I haven't had a need I for still, it. So I don't even know where our Twitter is. I still, I still get on the Twitterverse and keep it updated. Um, so, yeah, this week we're talking about Dark Side of the Ring, Money in the Bank, Jungle Boy, like Tim said, and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, before we get into Dark Side of the Ring, I was looking at um, the calendar. We got so close. To episode 100 being our two year. Our two year is going to be episode 98. It just, I thought it would have been cool if it happened to fall onto episode That's 100. Awesome. But, well, I If we hadn't taken time off a certain yeah. time, it would have worked. I out. don't know about you guys, but I'm right, na- right oh. now with what's going on in wrestling and just like how crazy wrestling is, I feel like I'm like, like more pumped on the show, like right when we first started. I'm like, man, there's lots of stuff coming. We're going to have. You know, some good pay-per-views, Punk's back, good rosters on both shows right now. So, I'm excited. We got... Episode 100 should be strong. Actually, it'll... Actually, it's going to be episode 97 because we could tell the fans now. Jeremy's going on a little vacay, so next week we will not have an episode. Yes, we are taking the week off because Jer- right, Jeremy... Right, yeah. Jeremy. Jeremy is going... Jeremy's going over to Over the pond... Over the pond, as they say, and he is ready to have beans on toast every morning, aren't you, buddy? Let's go. 
I don't know about that part, but I'm ready to actually go see Liverpool, which I'm even wearing the shirt today. Absolutely. For. And no spices on your. And meat. are you, are you going to see your favorite football team play? Uh, they're not playing in the summer, so no. But at least I get to see the stadium and kind of all everywhere where they play. So well, yeah, yeah cool. you know, over here the so- the it's soccer a, isn't as big. It. I don't know when the season is, but. <laughs> But Jeremy's going to have a great time, and we're going to miss him very much. I hope you have an awesome time, dude. So, oh, Thanks. Biggest sport in the world, just not Just here. not <laughs> in the old America. Yeah, in case anyone gets confused, whenever Jeremy says football lover, he means soccer. soccer. He doesn't mean He NFL. means soccer, you wankers. Just in case. <laughs> um, all right, so Dark Side of the Ring. This week it was on Junkyard Dog. Without saying everything that went on in there, uh, you know, went through his life, his career. Um, he was kind of a superstar. It seemed like that, you know, I think there was a line in there that said uh, he bleeds money or the color of his blood is green, I believe. So he ended up leaving a territory for the money. Eventually, can I, can I, um, I don't think he quick? became. I just want to say he got his big bro. You can take over the entire no, thing. No, no, I just want to say he got his bill, his big break from Bill Watts and Mid-South Wrestling. Made him a huge superstar. He was a huge wrestler in Louisiana down south. He was like one of the most popular guys. Leaves that territory. Goes to uh, Vince's territory, uh, the WWF up north. Becomes a huge star up there as well. And again, unfortunately, it's... I don't want to say. I feel like saying like, "Oh, this is my least favorite episode." Thing is, he he, he would he would never have been become though. They, they talked about this the guy like he thought he could be because at that time period they didn't push men of color in that Which spot. Very important to note at that time. I feel like the Rock was like. Well, the, the Ron Simmons was the first. Af- Ron Simmons was the first WCW World Heavyweight Championship champion that was African American. WCW, right. yeah. But maybe in pro- WCW, but WWE, I believe The Rock was the first. You actually might be right. Now that I'm thinking about it, which is sad because Man, that didn't the old school wrestling fan Tim. Well, I'm no, I'm thinking about WWF specifically because I know that you know people that like everything are gonna be like, yeah. he's not the first black champion. Obviously not. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of someone else. But world champion um, might have been The Rock. Now, if we're talking about world champion, yeah, it might be The Rock because I don't think Ahmed Johnson ever won the WWF mm-hmm. title. I'm trying to think of some other guys that. Yeah, but see, Bill Watts wanted Junkyard Dog in that spot, while Vince McMahon did not. You know you what know? the sad part about that is, The Rock didn't win that title until what 1998, seven, something like that. So it's like it took that long. For somebody, for a black dude to become the WWF champion, it's like, my God, what the hell? I mean, it's still not that common, though. It's not super common in Big E. I mean, everyone makes videos nowadays. If you're a black champion, Brock Lesnar destroys you. (laughs) Big E and Kofi Kingston, uh, it was good to see those guys both get it. Lashley. Lashley, uh, Yeah, Lashley's a great example. Um, Sure. I mean, in WCW, you had Booker T. Yeah. But Booker T. Booker T. Eventually did become like when he was King Booker. King Booker. He was the WCW champion. 
But they're too they're too and far between. Um, good episode. I mean, all the episodes in Dark Side of the Ring, none of them are bad. It just after the Joint the Clown episode, you know. I feel like it was hard to yeah, hard to I mean, top. dude, when you're seeing a guy get his eyeball kicked out of his head, and then the next episode the guy just has like a drug problem, it's not <laughs> it's not as crazy, you know. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, he did pass away. Uh, he had a car crash, um, but his story was more of like the ta- like you know the tale as old as time, just. Uh, especially back in those days, wrestler uh, ends up getting into drugs. They lived a hard life on the road, man. They lived a hard life. What a lot of people don't understand is the wrestlers back then, especially, you got to think science, technology, medical stuff, none of that is where that is now. So they, I mean, they did things to manage, and they're working a crazier schedule, no offense, than anybody works now. You know, they're probably away from their fa- their family 300-some days a year and get to be home a few days, odds and ends. And they're hurt, and they're wrestling hurt, and they're doing things to ease the pain of being hurt, and then they get addicted to it. And then, you know, it's you just see the cycle happen too many times. And uh, unfortunately, like Andy was saying, it feels like junk- Junkyard Dog was a, a, almost a victim of... Well, his drug of choice was cocaine. He was a victim of the time that he came up Jake in the, the business. Snake Robert, you know, talked about it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Hey, he's he he wasn't backstage playing video games and whatnot. Um, which is that's that's their escape now, you know, and it's a healthier escape. Much healthier. Who you talk to? Um, so I'll try to keep it moving because you know this week's episode. We're going to talk in detail about Money in the Bank, but I'm going to kind of quickly go through, you know, the televised stuff this week. Um, that way we don't have as long of an episode as last time. Um, Forbidden Door, that being said, was a longer pay-per-view with much more matches than Money in the Bank. But uh, to wrap up Dark Side of the Ring, next week is the tragic fall of Adrian Adonis, a real-life street fighter. Adrian Adonis turns flamboyant, wrestling heel. But his life uh, cut short in a horrific accident that has been shrouded in mystery for the past 30 years. I remember watching the Adrian Adonis documentary a couple of years ago, actually, uh, when I found out about him for the first time. He was kind of one of the OG, OG flamboyant characters in wrestling. Yeah. And he was gay, right? Like the one of the first out wrestlers? Is that the right guy that I'm thinking of? I think so. I thought that was part of the story. I think so. Which... I'm not going to lie. You would think, just throwing this out there, Dark Side of the Ring, guys, I guess it doesn't matter because your network's about to go out of business, but you would think that you would put that episode during Pride Month, but I don't know. That's just me. That's good marketing for that. (laughs) I don't know if if that's too carny, like, you know, like, like, oh, it's Pride Month. That would make sense, though. Right. Like, it's actually a good thing to do that, I think. Yeah, uh... In in eighty seven he came out um with it you know, just and said he was gay, which apparently was what it's saying here. It was considering that it was nineteen eighty seven, just having the effem- effeminate heel actually come right out and say he was gay was shocking for the first time. That's one of the um 
Dude, and you got to think, gold, gold dust. Think. So maybe people at first thought it was just a flame Right, because gold dust was like pretending to be gay in like 1996, and people were like fucking mm -hmm. losing their mind. So this. Androgynous. This, yeah. We want you to be androgynous, pal. But then, uh. <laughs> <laughs> what he told but then, uh, Dustin. But then, you know, 10 years earlier to come out, you got to think, this dude had some serious balls to be like, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, they told Dustin Rhodes, you're going to be androgynous. He's like, all right, all right. He had to go home, look up the word <laughs> yeah, androgynous. Right. And he was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. He's like, hey, he made it work, though. All right, let's get into Raw. WWE this week was go-home shows for the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Uh, Dominic and Rhea open up the show. Cody ends up coming out uh, and throws her out some insults. He also mentions Dr. Seuss for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, that was a weird line, wasn't it? Uh, he's like, you know who said that? Dr. Seuss. Like, right. um, yep. Dom walks away while Cody tries to bait him in and come and do something. We also had a video... From Finn Balor, it was kind of a video package of him telling his side of the story with him and Seth, which I thought was incredible. Um, in case you guys yeah, that was good. were able to catch that, <laughs> I waited. Uh, we had a Seth Rollins segment though. We'll get into that, but that's he he threw that uh, he threw that in to Damian Priest. I think I waited seven years for this title. Oh, at yeah. the end, <laughs> yeah. Um, but coincidentally enough. Uh, we had Seth Rollins' segment right after the Finn Balor video. He's in the ring, talks about his upcoming match with Finn. Uh, Finn tries to attack with a chair, though, and they brawl outside the ring. Carmelo Hayes, the NXT champion, though, is in the front row, and he prevents Finn from using the chair on his buddy Seth Rollins. Uh, we would then get a match booked for a little bit, the NXT champion Carmelo Hayes versus Finn Balor. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa heads to the ring for a match. Uh, before he even gets to the ring, though, the Miz attacks from behind and hits the skull-crushing finale on the ramp. We had a Women's Money in the Bank Summit segment, which was similar to uh, what they did the week before with the men's. And, you know, Butch and ended up, like, hitting Logan Paul, and there was a brawl. Uh, so each woman had a chance to speak, and this led to, you know, of course, an inevitable brawl. Becky Lynch was the last woman standing and climbed the ladder and took down the briefcase. And we had uh, a match, Sami Zayn versus Gunther. thought this was a good match. It was booked after Imperium attacked Matt Riddle backstage. Uh, KO did not care at all about Riddle being attacked, though, which was uh, pretty funny. Sami's uh, reactions, though, I notice, have obviously died down. Um, there's, there's still fans of him, but... You know, during the bloodline, that was his peak uh, kind of reaction. Something happens at some point when you realize no matter what you do or how loud you cheer, that guy's not going to be the guy. And you kind of yeah. just, mm -hmm. like, luckily for guys like Brian Danielson or Daniel Bryan, and uh, who else did they give a bit? Uh, Kofi. Kofi got that push. Mm -hmm. Um but sometimes when you think that guy's going to get that chance, it doesn't happen. And I think it's the fans eventually are like, it doesn't matter how much we tell. Like, L.A. Knight, it's, yeah. not, it's not too late. L.A. Knight still has time. He could still. They missed a big one 
the Saturday, but yeah. They, they did miss one. They they took a swing and a miss on that. But I think that uh, there's still time. They missed on two things. Just yeah. surprised. There's still time before the crowd starts not caring. Or not, not caring, but they give up because they're like, it's not working. Like, you're not going to push them, so we just can't do it right. anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, Sami Zayn, though, and Gunther, um, you know, they're still behind Sami. They're still behind KO. Um, they're just Sami now. No, and that's... They've, they've cheered Sami in the past, but now I think... I don't think Sami's reactions are going to die down any more than they yeah. already are. I think this is the level no, no, unless something like, picks up. They're yeah. still... And that's the thing. I, sh- I should I should have prefit, you know, prefaced with... Uh, these guys are still over. Like, they're still getting cheered like crazy. But yeah. I mean, like, every... Not everybody, but sometimes guys get that... What they call white hot. Where it's like... Like, you're so over. Like, right now, like, L.A. Knight's, like, almost white hot. He's, like, about to boil over where he's, like... And that's when I feel... Especially with London fans. And I feel like that's when you got to pull the trigger before the the flame, quote-unquote, starts burning out. And then people... You know what I mean? Like, they're like, eh. Like, um, over on AEW, dude, like, uh, we all love the Acclaimed. A few months ago, the Acclaimed was, like so over like it was yeah. like crazy and now they're still over it's just not the same as like how it was a few months ago you know right no absolutely um so sorry the Sammy and gunther match though winner was gunther after giovanni vinci uh hit sammy with a crutch so not technically a clean win doesn't hurt the tag team half tag team champion uh, we had Finn Balor versus Carmelo Hayes, the NXT champion. Um, I thought it was a great showing for Carmelo. People backstage were impressed. There's been talk about bringing him up to the roster. Um, so if you haven't had a chance or don't really know who Carmelo Hayes is, I would uh, suggest checking that out. Or one of my favorite matches, and this just might be because it was the first time I ever saw him, was him versus Adam Cole in NXT. It was really good. Because um, I think he won the whole breakout star of the year thing back then yeah. uh the main event of Raw though was cody rhodes versus damian priest and our winner was cody rhodes um quickly into dynamite after moxley has a match with ishii eddie kingston comes out or not after but he came out during the match uh to stop the blackpool combat club from interfering so that moxley could do it himself and there was a bunch of screaming between the two afterwards and the feud continued backstage with Renee getting involved and uh, telling everyone to, you know, get separated. We had a backstage I thought Renee did a good job. segment with Dark Order and, you know, with that. With the yeah, acting. Renee does a good yeah, job. Absolutely. That. She did a good yeah, job. She does a lot acting. better than like most yeah. backstage people. She's been trying to act. Apparently, I also though. like how like in move, like I'd, going out for roles. I don't know if it's because uh, she's a woman or what, but. Renee is also one of the only interviewers backstage. Like, uh, what's his face that you like? No, no, no. Um, who's the guy that we all really don't like? Alex Marvez. Yeah, yeah, that guy. <laughs> so when when he does it, and then like I love Tony. I mean, Tony Schiavone's a legend, and Andy and I side back to you. Side, <laughs> yeah. side, side story, and I Tony and I. 
or Andy and I met Tony Schiavone, and he's the man, and he's very nice. But um, wrestlers yeah. always take the microphone from those guys. They don't take it from Renee, which yeah. I like. They let Renee be an actual backstage interviewer where she holds the mic, and they talk into it. I hate, for some reason, like, we'll get into it, but on Dynamite, or was it Collision or Dynamite? But Jay, they rip out Jay White, yeah, Jay White ripped the mic out of Tony's hands, Pretty and I was Tony. like, I don't like that. It just makes him look so, like, a buffoon. Like, it makes Tony Schiavone seem like a... Only heels do it. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. Though. Only heels do it. It makes more sense when heels, but yeah. yeah it's still kind of like, just leave it in his hand. Let him do something. Yeah, because people like Tony, so yeah. it gets it gets them. Because then when they take the mic out, he just stand yeah. like the background, just like. And then they just make fun of him, crossed. and then he walks yeah. out with his tail between his legs. I was like, I don't, <laughs> I don't like this. What they do here. Yeah. You can do it to Alex Marvez. I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah Alex Marvez. When they tried to put him on commentary when they first started, I was like, "Who is this guy?" You're the first show. I was like, "This guy's yeah. awful." Well, actually, actually Andy and I, when we went and met Tony Schiavone, he was doing like a hour long talk at Jimmy Seafood with Comrade Thompson, and we went and saw Tony's podcast live. Actually, and when he brought up Alex Marvez, and he's like, "You know, they're trying their best." Andy and I giggled. <laughs> We both like giggled a little bit, trying not to be dicks, but he definitely like looked over right at us, like, "All right." We were close. We were, he, really we were close. in the front row, and he was like, "All right," like they're trying, yeah. they're trying. And I was, and then a week, like a week later, he was on Dynamite, and or a few months, and Andy and I were like high five, and like yeah. we knew he was going to be there because he said that live that he wasn't going to do it. He was like, "No, I don't think so." I think he's like they've been trying to talk to me, but he was like, "I have a contract with like MLW or something like that." Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, when they first started doing it, yeah, that's what it was. MLB, yeah. ML. He was um, a baseball, so yeah, the Dark Order commentator. Oh, sure it was an MLW. He was doing stuff. I'm with? pretty sure Tony Schiavone <laughs> was not doing stuff with MLW. MLW, but he is a baseball commentator for the Atlanta Braves, or was. I didn't know that. That's okay. pretty cool, though. I, I could be wrong. Uh, okay, the Dark Order uh, was backstage with the walked up to the elite backstage and claimed that Hangman uh, Adam Page abandoned them and uh, they want to fight him and the Bucks because the Bucks and him were I guess looking for uh, trios opponents. So we had the Elite versus Dark Order. Winners were the Elite. Blackpool Combat Club attack after the match. Moxley gets on the mic and challenges them to blood and guts. Blood and guts. But the only thing I liked about this. Is that Moxley says that this has to come to an end? So yeah. please end this fucking feud. It's been going uh, on forever. So if you if you keep continuing feud past blood and guts, what's the point? Right. That's like a that's like a end all. They make it seem it's like it's supposed an end to be all the all end kind of the feud. blow off. It's supposed to be the end. I mean, last year last year it was Blackpool Combat Club against uh, Jericho Appreciation Society. Yeah. Like Blackpool Combat Club with Eddie Kingston, yeah, against Jericho yeah. Appreciation. Society. I know this is a uh, uh, now it's Blackpool Combat Club. This is a uh, side note; it has nothing to do with wrestling. But um, since we're just about to move on, I just thought I would throw it in real quick. Uh, did anybody drive to Maryland and buy legal cannabis? Any of you? Uh, any of you gentlemen? It's recreational now. I mean, no, I yes, didn't. it's completely wreck. I went and did it today. It was very nice. Tim cool. did. That's why Tim's bringing it up. 
Even though you have your medical card, you're like, I want to try it out, Maryland. No, no, no. Free. It's just I wanted, I wanted to live some history, dude. I wanted to go buy weed yeah. legally. It also is different because you can buy like some other things, but yeah, and I, that's pack- pretty cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was fun. Fun yeah, side Saturday. Anyway, for all of our uh, 420 Blaze It friends that listen to the show. <laughs> All right, Andy, take us to the net. All of our Matt Riddle yeah, fans. All of our Matt, Matt show. Riddle fans, bro. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about Tim's favorite segment next, Jungle Boy. Dude. Tim, I'm going to have you take it over. I loved it. I thought it was great. You t- yeah. You loved it? Yeah. Just talk about it. Say what happened. Say what happened. Talk about it. I. Yeah, go ahead, Tim. So he comes out and tells him, we, comes out and tells him to cut his music. We needed this. First of all, we he needed this. He was more stale than a fucking townhouse cracker that's been left outside for a year. <laughs> he he needed this bad, and uh, I liked it. I think in the first minute or two, he was uncomfortable, but then once the fa- once the fans were kind of like booing him, and he was like, I don't know, you guys don't like me anyway. He just was like, all of a sudden he like hit a switch. Like this is who he, I actually he like, am. As a I don't know if you rewatch that promo, and I'm banging the hottest bitch in the back. <laughs> if you rewatch that promo, he's uncomfortable the first half, and then I think something happens yeah. where he kicks it into high gear, and he is feeling it by the end. And I thought that was great. He's uh, in the beginning. I agree. He was like, ah. I was like, he's not all the way there yet. And then all of a sudden, I don't know if he got pissed or what, but like some, Fans got something in the happened midway through the promo where he he switched a gear and was into it. And I was like, all right, there we go. That's what we need. It was almost like once he was in the ring and he got a little more comfortable. Like when the walk down was not good. No, no. But I think he's going to get there. I mean, this was day one. Yeah. A couple weeks more. Yeah. He's wearing his dad's famous jacket. This is why I was telling Tim. I said, you need to t- drop the Jungle Boy. The Jungle Boy is a baby face yeah, fucking name. Just go by Jack Perry. Perry. Just be a dickhead. Get rid of your, your fucking lame-ass boots. <laughs> lame-ass boots. Fucking get rid of your dumb-ass sideburns. Yeah. He put on that jacket and put on some shades, and now he's a new person. I don't know. I'm with it. We'll see. I'll, I'll be open. Maybe he goes full. Qu- well, he was wearing the Luke Perry aviators too, so I'm like, I wonder if he's gonna yeah. like yeah. do a little bit of his, like if his dad was like, you know what I mean? Like I'm kind of like into that. Like I like that idea. Like he's like taking his dad, but then like mixing it with like a heel character kind of. I'm. It's cool. I'm with it so far. Let's see yeah. where it goes in the next month. He's like. Keep an open mind. Keep an open mind. Um, I mean, now if he wants to get back with Luchasaurus, it would make sense because they're two heels. They should but, stay apart. Um, yeah. Well, I, I, he got the Christian I weirdly thing do like the. We'll get into it. I kind of do like the weird Christian thing where Christian's like, "I'm the champ," but then like he's like, "We're the champ," and then like, yeah, it, I kind of. Yeah, like I mean, it. I like that too. I like it. Um, our main event, which I did not care for, Sting and Darby versus Painmaker Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. That's Painmaker Chris Jericho. I Sammy never got Guevara. that. I didn't think it was a good match. I wasn't a fan of it. 
The only spot I liked was Sting jumping off a ladder at 62 years old. Yeah. But winners were Sting and Darby. Um, hoping this will end soon, please. The Sting and Jericho stuff is it specifically is it what I'm talking done. about. They, I mean, they got... All right, that wraps up. Huh? I was going to say that they got the like face-to-face thing out of the way, so that's kind of what the point of it was. Yeah. Um, there was nothing on my, in my opinion, to talk about Rampage this week. So I'm going to jump straight into SmackDown. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defeat Pretty Deadly uh, for the Tag Team Championships. They retain. Um, keep in mind they are in London at this point. Um, they might, might even be the same building that Money in the Bank was. Love London crowds or UK crowds in general. Uh, they make the show a lot more fun and just make it seem, even if the show's bad, it makes it seem like it's not. Yeah, they're always having a good time. Uh, um, but what I want to say about this match, it proved that Pretty Deadly can hang with the champions. Um, I thought they did a good job in that spot. Yeah. And and they're good, like coward heels. So I look to see, look forward to seeing more. Austin Theory defeated Ridge Holland. Sheamus uh, ends up chasing Theory off in the end, and I think we're going to begin a rivalry. Uh, I'd read that it was a rumor that Theory and Sheamus will be feuding starting after the pay-per-view. We had the Grayson Waller effect with Logan Paul as the guest. Dude, LA Knight came out during this segment, and this place flipped out. Um, and then when Ellie and I got on the mic and started talking, they were incredibly loud. Yeah, yeah there's a reason why, like, like when, we, when we go over Money in the Bank, should have been like what? The yeah, hell? when we go over Money in the Bank, this is why I'm like they made a mistake. Yeah, so I send you guys both this video on Instagram of the pop from Ellie Knight in in London uh, for SmackDown. It's just it was crazy. Yeah. Santos Escobar comes out, who hardly anyone cares about. <laughs> Butch comes out to a nice little reaction, and I love two weeks in a row. Butch just making his way to the ring, not saying a word, going straight up to Logan Paul and smacking the fuck out of him. <laughs> it's it's absolutely hilarious. Yeah. So a brawl ensued for a little bit, um, but this led to a triple threat match of Butch, Santos Escobar, and LA Knight, which Butch would end up winning and climbing the ladder in the end um, and touching and grabbing the briefcase or whatever um, to hint at his supposed win at uh, Money in the Bank. We had our WWE Women's Championship match. Asuka defeating Charlotte Flair via DQ due to Bianca Belair uh, getting involved. They brought afterwards Bianca and Charlotte and I think this is leading to an obvious triple threat at SummerSlam. Asuka, Bianca, and Charlotte. Then our main event, which wasn't a match, was a segment. It was a Bloodline Civil War segment. Uh, Roman, Solo, and Heyman get out there. Usos eventually come out. Um, just furthering this feud, Roman says he's all about giving second chances. And the Usos basically don't want to hear it. Uh, I think they end up, if I remember correctly, they end up taking out Roman and Solo yet again. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's all those shows set up Money in the Bank, which we'll get into in a second. Before then, let's get into Collision. MJF made his first ever Collision appearance. Uh, he squashes a jobber. He gets on the mic and challenges anyone from Hamilton, uh, I believe, Ontario, Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, some big old guy comes out, but Ethan Page starts walking out uh, past him. Uh, I said this last night to Tim. Ethan Page, good talker. I mean, cheap pop for him because yeah. he's a hometown boy and stuff. But, In Ontario, uh, Canada. But I believe him. I believe him on the mic. He's believable. I liked it. Yeah. He was Compared good. some other people. Um, Ethan Page is solid in the ring. But he ended up having... Uh, he convinced MJF to have an AW World Championship match, which uh, MJF would end up winning in the end. Then we had an Owen Hart tournament match, Powerhouse Hobbs versus Dustin Rhodes. Um, from what I saw, it seemed like a pretty good match. Though it w- I will say it was getting late, and we had to fast forward through a little bit of it. But we caught the last uh, couple minutes. That's bad. And uh, so Hobbs will end up winning, moving on in the tournament. Um, he will then face the winner of our next match. But before we get to that, we had a Bullet Club Gold segment um, where Jay White and Juice Robinson brought out the newest members of the, what do they call it, the Bang Bang Gang? Bang Bang Gang. <laughs> That's their, that's their nickname. But it's Bull Cup Gold. Uh, before the so it was the guns. The guns came out before they walked out. Me and Tim were like, oh, hopefully they're wearing the the shirt, yeah. which would be a good touch. And and they were. Um, as Tim was saying though, during the segment, Jay White grabbed Tony's mic. Uh, he cut a promo for a little bit, a little bit on CM Punk. CM Punk FTR and Ricky Starts would appear on the screen. And Punk would have some words of his own for them. This would lead the Ricky Starts versus Juice Robinson, the Owen Hart tournament. Uh, after, I'd say, a pretty good match, for television at least, uh, winner was Ricky Starks. Mm-hmm. Ricky Starks will then face Hobbs, uh, I assume next week, uh, to get to the finals. Uh, but after the match, the Bull, uh, Bull Cup Gold surrounded the ring. And FTR and Punk would end up coming out. And I believe... Uh, I, w- I was about to say Punk um, would stay out there, but I think we had a Chris Statlander match before the main event. Um, but the main event was FT- was Roderick Strong versus Samoa Joe, Owen Hart tournament, CM Punk on commentary, though he didn't talk that much because I think he was too invested in the match and was actually watching it. <laughs> Um, but after what I thought was a it was a good match, uh, I like both guys. Winner, winner was Samoa Joe, who kept eyeballing CM Punk uh, basically throughout the entire match. Uh, but afterwards, what he he did some kind of slam towards Roderick Strong on the chair, right? Yeah. It wasn't a chair shot; it was a slam onto it. And they brought out the paramedics. Yeah. Put on stretcher. Adam Cole would run out. Punk was still um, in there. I the show would go for a second. It looked like Punk was going to do something to Adam Cole because he was like kind of walking around him. But yeah. yeah. So we uh, own our tournament semifinals are Punk versus Samoa Joe. 
winner of that will face in the finals the winner of Hobbs and Ricky Starks. Yeah. Um, so that's where we're at with that. Now let's get into Money in the Bank. Dun, dun, dun. Money in the Bank opened up with a men's uh, Money in the Bank match. A great way to open up. Contestants, I thought it was great. Logan Paul, Ricochet, Shinsuke Nakamura, Damian Priest, L.A. Knight, Santos Escobar, and Butch. Again, the roof blew off when L.A. Knight <laughs> came out. Um, so I'm going to first say the winner. The winner was who would I would have said would be the third pick. Um, I think all of us said Logan Paul last week would have won, then we would have said L.A. Knight. So my third pick would have been Damian Priest. Damian Priest... Um, coming off of, I guess, his what is called a breakout performance at Backlash against Bad Bunny. Yeah. Um, he probably won. This is the biggest win of his career. Um, but yeah, he beat Ellie Knight, who, you know, I think he still benefited in the match considering the crowd reactions during the entire thing. Oh, yeah. Even if he did lose. Um, yeah, the, the crowd was behind him the entire time um they were so desperate for him to win and i think everyone else is outside of the arena that he his momentum is probably gonna you know maintain as uh, the next month or so goes on mm -hmm. as long as wwe doesn't mess it up um logan paul i gotta say took some big bumps like i expect him to especially for a guy that's only had uh, less than 10 matches under his belt um and, you know, sometimes celebrities get protected in dangerous spots, but not this time. Um, so a couple of things to take away from this. Yeah, I mean, huge main event level pop for LA Knight. Um, I don't know anyone. There's very few guys at least that have the kind of charisma LA Knight has right now yeah. going forward. Um, there was the desire from the crowd as well. I think, I think our desire to see Logan Paul get his ass mm -hmm. kicked. Um, you know what I hate though is as much as we hate Logan Paul, like he's actually pretty good. He's good, and he was good in the spot. And everyone wants to see him get his ass kicked, which means he's doing his yeah. job. The, uh, he has the one spot with Ricochet though, when they jumped off the the ropes after getting thrown off the ladder. I thought it was a little bit uh, like I don't know. Yeah, so he went head first into the. It was, it was a Spanish fly yeah. that drove. So Paul's head, so but I, I thought I thought Ricochet took the brunt so of it. Scary. Terrifying. Uh, but speaking of Ricochet, he had a really cool spot. He launched himself through the ladder yeah. and out of the. That was ring. like seamless too. Like I didn't even see it coming. And then he just like jumps through a ladder, like it was no problem. Yep. Uh, Logan Paul did a frog splash on a priest, and I don't know if they were expecting for that ladder to break. Yeah, I but, don't think so. Um, what was even funnier about this is that even after that big spot and hurling himself the crowd was still chanting you still suck <laughs> uh so damian priest though like i said ended up winning i thought it was a solid way to open up the match we had uh the women's tag team championship match Liv morgan and raquel uh rodriguez versus uh or not rodriguez sorry raquel yeah rodriguez she used to be go gone by gonzalez <laughs> i thought that that's what she was going by now for a second there. The match itself didn't really care for. Yeah. Um, 
the best part of the match, which I'm surprised it happened mid-match, it seemed random, was uh, Shayna Baszler turned on Ronda, and this crowd was hyped. Because they hate Ronda way more than they don't like Shayna Baszler. Yeah. No one likes Ronda. Um, like, no one and no WWE fan likes Ronda at all. No. Um, so, I assume we're going to have Ronda versus Shayna at uh, SummerSlam. If they're smart and they're trying to build Shayna maybe back to her heyday in X. Sorry, NXT, which I loved that Shayna. I loved her as, uh, as the Queen of Hearts, just dominating NXT as Women's Champion. Yeah. Um, they would have Shayna, if they're smart, they would have Shayna beat Ronda to get some credibility because Ronda sometimes, based, or not sometimes, but a lot of the time well, doesn't lose. I mean, yeah. you're running out right. of people. Where, you know, Rhea Ripley is so good, and so, I mean, she wrestles in a certain type of way like you need she wrestles like a man <laughs> why do you like her that's why you like charlotte I, they're not saying you're wrong but uh <laughs> but you need people that are believable to to face Rhea. and i know this would be a weird match because it might be two heels but if you had a baby face shayna versus a heel Rhea, that could be a cool match well, guess who took the title off of Shayna? Rhea. In NXT. Rhea Ripley. After Shayna held it for a very long time. Or what felt like a long time. Um, so, yeah. Uh, because of her heel turn. Or not heel turn. Because of her turn, though, on Ronda. Um, Liv Morgan and Raquel would end up winning back their titles. Which they technically never lost. Because Liv uh, had gotten hurt. All right, uh, next match, third match of the night, Intercontinental Championship, Matt Riddle and Gunther. Um, it, it was fine. It was perfectly, you know, acceptable wrestling. Um, I thought it could have gone longer, though. I would have liked to see it go longer. Maybe I would have liked it a little more. Um, I know you guys hate Matt Riddle's attire. Yep. Tim was talking about it while we were watching. Follows me so much. Too aggressive. Too aggressive. Uh, um, but they worked. They worked Matt Riddle's I ankle here too throughout the match. I don't like that. I know it's like an MMA thing. Oh, him and they do the braids so mm -hmm. that the hair doesn't get pulled, just like how like in when if you order a UFC fight, the girl. But why is he doing it I now? Just, yeah, he doesn't I always just, do it. I don't know. Funny how he did it right after Brian Daniel or Daniel Bryan or whatever. You that guy, <laughs> Brian. Decided, you know that guy decided to do it. The Brian guy. Yeah. Um, but there, you know, this this show was full of surprises, and so one of them being after the match was over, again the lid blew off this place with uh, Drew McIntyre returning. You know, he's from the UK, and so yeah. uh, if you remember, they were really hyped for him at Clash of the Castle. He returned, hasn't been seen since his triple threat with Gunther and Sheamus at Mania. Uh, he came out, leveled Gunther. Now, Gunther had just been through a match. Um, so it was a rare moment of weakness, but, you know, Gunther was a little beat up. Uh, he gave him a Claymore, and Drew was left standing tall. Made him look really good, though. After, th Yep, yep. Fans are excited to see him back. Yeah. 
next we had Cody Rhodes versus Dominic Mysterio. I think before the podcast, Jeremy, I said this match would have been a. Uh, it was it was good for I'd say like if it was on TV, I'd been like that would that's a really good yeah. TV match. Yeah, but you know what? It was fine. For you know what was so much better than the match was Cody's entrance and the crowd singing the entire song. Oh, because that's what they do over there, though. They just love to sing. <laughs> By the way, before we even get to the main event, this crowd never lost its steam. Yeah, that was insane. The entire time. It was a, almost a four-hour um, show. Yeah. Now, I was surprised Brock Lesnar did not get involved in this match yeah. at all. He wasn't um, going to come over for, but, for one spot. Some 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 takeaways from it. Um, Dominic Mysterio got to get in there with a main event guy, which does nothing but good things for Dom as a as a performer. Yeah. Cody Rhodes gets a a win after his loss to Brock Lesnar. Um, and so I think what was it, Tim? Last night, didn't you say? You're like, Tom's good. Just admit it. I was like, I know. I'm not, I'm not denying it. I've been saying it since Tom's Mania about how much better he is. The man. Tom's not the He's man. He's not the man. He's the man. He's great at his character, and he, and he obviously can hang with future um, guys. champion. But Cody would end up winning future this match. WWE champion, <laughs> Dominic Mysterio. Now, <laughs> what happened next literally means him looking at each other. We did not expect this at all. Oh, Cena's yeah. music hit. John Cena's music hits. <laughs> we were sitting there like, what? Uh, we were hyped, though. And so John came out, and the whole point of it was to basically let them know that, I mean, he didn't confirm it, but they have done it. why else would you have him out yeah. there? Yeah. Um saying that Mania at some point is going to be over there. I know it's not this year because this year is Philadelphia. Yeah. But but uh, do, you, do you think it's because... Yes. Yes. Tim was talking about it last yeah. night. Yeah. So, Tim was like, Vince doesn't want to give one up. He's like, oh, you think you can yeah. do Wembley? He's <laughs> like, I'll sell it out even more than you did. Yeah. It's definitely uh, going to be in the so, same exact stadium, yeah. too. Oh yeah, isn't Wembley the biggest over there yeah. in yeah. London? I think in yeah. the whole UK, actually. So, yeah. really? Oh yeah, it's and when when people do stuff like pay per view wise over there, people show out. Yeah. So Tim, uh, Jeremy asked, "Do you think it's uh, WrestleMania in London is because of All In?" I said, "Absolutely, hundred percent." Because they're not going to be outdone. Yeah. yeah, they're gonna do it even even more, and so yeah, it it'll be in which Wembley, is a great I thing assume. though because I love to um, see the in the back and forth like at least this way. I feel like this way is a healthy way to have yeah. a competition because mm-hmm. it makes the shows yeah. better. Because now every show they're gonna be trying out to yeah. each other on bigger, better, and you know, yeah, that's the that's and the fans will show up because it is UK. Bad competition is you guys just being babies yeah. talking about shit each other on each other on Twitter. That's annoying. Or bring it, yeah. or bringing up the other company on television, that's just, which that's only petty one of them stuff. Really that does. doesn't help anybody. This doesn't make the show better. Yeah. Now, um, 
So, I lost my train of thought. Oh, well. Bring her back in. Grayson Waller would end up coming out. <laughs> Grayson Waller would end up coming out. Uh, Grayson Waller has a lot of heat uh, with the fans. So they were booing the shit out of him. Grayson Waller basically, look, that man can cut a promo on John Cena, not fumble, not seem nervous. Yeah. So good for him. Rest um, in the He did some cheap heat. <laughs> and what do you say he's like Grayson Waller effect at Mania and have John Cena and he's like okay so the best part of this whole segment by the way was uh, Grayson Waller what do you say he's like Wrestlemania Australia or something like that and John Cena's like say it again he's like Wrestlemania in Australia he's like how about I uh, enjoy lunch with my friends or <laughs> yeah. something like that which is obviously the viral video that went out with Cena lately. Yeah, yeah, that um, was funny. Um, him, we paused and rewound just because we, we started laughing. I feel like no one in the audience understood, <laughs> but like I, we got it because we watch that kind of stuff. Like no one popped or anything, but it's like if you got it, you got it. <laughs> we popped. We we popped, popped, but like I did not hear the crowd react to it or anything like that. But I like we popped it home because <laughs> we were uh, cracking. Before that, eh. Cena makes me laugh. Before that, Grayson Waller was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna have you on Grayson Waller effect." And Cena's like, <laughs> and then he starts to walk he's out, like, and then like Grayson so Waller stops. He's like, "So no WrestleMania in London," and he's like, "No, yeah, absolutely not." <laughs> and he's like, like and, "And you want me to be on the Grayson Waller effect so you can give me a rub?" Yeah, I'll pass. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I know. He says I'm a, he goes, I'm a pass, and he goes, <laughs> he goes to like walk by him, and that's when he says, no one says no to Grayson Waller, and he says, come again. He said, no one says no to Grayson Waller. How about I enjoy some time with my friends? <laughs> yeah, the crowd. It seemed like a quarter of them maybe got it, maybe less than that. Yeah. But I thought it was hilarious. It was good. But it was a, dude, as crazy as it is, I mean, during the PG era, you know, for the little bit I saw, and I know you guys, like, it's like our reaction to Cena now is complete totally opposite different. than it was. Like, John Cena. Like, I couldn't help but to smile. John Cena makes John like, Cena's like, yeah. I was like, oh. John Cena makes you, like, happy to see him. You're like, oh, there he is. There's John Cena. Yeah. yeah. It's like, he's, and now he does. Before, it'd be like, God damn it, he's coming out again. <laughs> Be like he's won the title again. I tell you, I don't get that reaction with it. <laughs> yeah. I don't get that reaction with Hogan, which <laughs> some would say is the couple of decades before Cena. Yeah, well, the, the scene of of that time. The difference is that Cena's not racist like Hogan. Ah, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something, dude. You can do whatever you want, brother. <laughs> is, is is but don't talk racist or is Terry racist? <laughs> Hulk Hogan loves everyone, dude. <laughs> so it's Terry. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I like this segment. I thought it was fun. Yeah. And it was a nice. It was kind of a cool down before the next match, which was the women's money in the bank uh, ladder match. So this match, we had Eosky, Trish Stratus, Zoe Stark, Bailey, Becky Lynch, and Zelina Vega. I thought Trish did a did a decent job for her first ladder match ever, considering yeah, which is crazy to think they about. They never did it during her career. Yeah, 
Yeah. I didn't even realize that until they said that was, again. Yep. I was telling Tim, um, minus, I think the match hadn't even started yet. Uh, I was like, I think Trish is better now in the ring than she was back then. I don't know if it's because the people she's getting in the ring with are just more advanced think, in wrestling. I think so. Guys, but, but it was also like, I think they also uh, let the women do a lot more than what they used to do. Um, so, I think she was my pick. But Io Sky ended up winning. I was really happy to see her. Um, I thought, I think my my reasoning for it last week was because of her reaction at Backlash. If you remember that against Selena Vega. Yeah. Crowd was hot for her. She did, uh, or against Bianca Belair. Sorry, Selena wrestled Rhea at Backlash. Um, crowd was hot for her. She did a great job. Um, and so Io Sky would end up winning, which... I assume now we're going to get Bailey versus EO at some point because Bailey will be jealous, Bailey. I think, yeah. Well, that's what we kind of all thought. Like, you picked EO Sky, right? Because both Tim and I picked Bailey. But we all, all knew where, like, something was going to happen between them. That's right. Uh, so, a couple takeaways. Fans in the UK forever will love Bailey and sing. Yep. Um, sing for her. Uh, did you guys see Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus team up momentarily to powerbomb Zelina Vega? Yeah, that was cool. Uh, was this spot, we we re-round for Tim's wife and said, why don't you do this? <laughs> it was uh, yeah. Zelina Vega did her co-red, which is basically a sunset flip, onto the ladder uh, to Zoe Stark. I said, yeah, babe, you could do that. That was a crazy spot. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bailey at one point Io Sky off the ladder, if, which would cost. My wife is very tough. I have no doubt that she could do that, but I don't just don't think that she wants to. <laughs> Why would she want right. to though? Yeah. Um, but yeah, Bailey would dump her, you know, damage control buddy Io Sky off the ladder, which would cost her that. But to get back at her, um, this is how the match ended, which I kind of liked. Now I don't remember. I missed it somehow. Becky Lynch getting handcuffs on her in the first place. But uh, to end the match, Becky still had the handcuffs on her, and she would handcuff Bailey yeah. and Becky to get through the ladder and then climb on Bailey to go grab the briefcase. Yeah. What um, do you think about the ending? So I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was a great I thought finish. it was really cool. Yeah. That was well done. And I'm glad EO uh, ended up winning. Um, okay, so our next match was the World Heavyweight Championship. Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor. I really like this story. I'm invested in this story. Um, as somebody that saw their original stuff go down seven years ago. Um, I thought... We would see J.D. McDonough involve himself in the match, considering backstage yeah. we saw Balor chatting with him. Um, so, I, first of all, Balor and, and Seth have really good chemistry in the ring every time they get in oh, yeah. there, which we've seen a couple of times, whether it's a tag match or a one-on-one. Um, it's, it's really good. Yeah. Um, I felt like it could have gotten a few more minutes, though. Just because of how good they yeah, they are. That's what I felt too. Because I felt like it kind of just ended. Like I feel I feel like they were starting to get into the ending yeah. when it, when it did end. 
I hope it's not over, and I want them to do it at SummerSlam just to come full circle, SummerSlam to SummerSlam, yeah. uh, with each other. But I think one of the big surprises during the match was Damien Priest coming out with his briefcase, um, kind of teased the cash in, uh, distracted Rollins a little bit, but then towards the end, Balor basically could have had it won with a coup de grace. Uh, but he looked over at Priest, thinking that Priest was going to cash it in, and it bought Rollins some time to where, when Balor went for his move, Rollins would end up getting the upper hand, ultimately leading to his win. And as Tim said, they would argue afterwards, <laughs> and he would say, what exactly, Tim? Seven years. He said, seven years. He said I was, I've been waiting seven years for this boy Where were you at? Or I don't know, but he said something like that. Uh, I've been waiting. <laughs> I've been waiting seven years. To all of our Irish listeners, I'm very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, as per usual, at least the past couple months, the main event was involved the Bloodline. It was. Uh, or they called it Bloodline Civil War. The Usos versus Solisico and Roman Reigns. My opinion, match of the night. Phenomenal contest. Story being told. Yeah. Uh, whether it was a story between just the Usos and them, or the tension slowly building between Roman and Solo, especially with that first tag when Roman told him to get out of the ring, and Solo didn't want to get out of the ring. Uh, Roman kind of bossing him around. Uh, grade A match though it it was a long one right it was like it was longer it was over half an hour it was a lot longer than I thought they were gonna do yeah I looked at the time left because we didn't watch the preview on time and there was like there was like forty five minutes <laughs> yeah. left well you know like half of it uh, goes to like Roman's entrance it. yeah um so yeah a bunch of takeaways. Uh, before, well, okay, so let's say the winner, and then I'll talk about the takeaways. Winner were the Usos, yeah. um, and I'll get to the pin in a second, but um, Jay Uso and Roman Reigns carry, uh, squaring off did feel like a big match, kind of like they did during the pandemic, I thought. Yeah. Um, Paul Heyman at some point said, my tribal chief, do you want your sons sitting at his table? I guess talking about uh, Jay, I believe. Mm -hmm. Did you guys notice uh, that they paid some, um, paid homage to The Rock and Rikishi during the match? Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, the slap, the slap punch and then... Uh, the slaps from The Rock. Okay, slap punch, yeah. For for the Rikishi, I don't remember what they did. Yeah, you can't um, say the Samoan drop because they do. They've been doing that for. They do that all the time. All the way back since. No, and he did. Uh, I mean, he did the running like when he turns and like hits you with his ass, but that's not Rikishi. That's more like Umaga, isn't it? It could be. Like when he's booking it. Yeah, it yeah. could be Umaga. I don't remember Rikishi booking Rikishi it. did like the, what do they call it, the stink face. He did stink face. Yeah. I don't think they did the you, stink face. And also, <laughs> you guys, I don't know if you know, Yokozuna, who, you know, he played a Japanese person, but he's actually part of their their family. Yeah. He's like in their family. He's Yeah. 
and he eats turkey ass with mayonnaise. Fun fact, um, or did. Rest in peace. Yeah, I've seen like two, just within a year or two, I've seen like two documentaries on you. Yeah, there's a story that um, story that Undertaker would have people over his house and do a big barbecue, but he would do fried turkey ass for Yokozuna, and he would dip it in mayonnaise. I'm like, it sounds absolutely uh, disgusting. Uh, that's a, that's absolutely yeah, that's foul. Disgusting. Um, all right. The Usos uh, would hit Roman with a double spear during the match. Um, Jimmy Uso would try the top rope splash, but uh, I believe it was a guillotine. Roman would catch him in and put him, put him in at. Uh, the Usos did uh, the 1D to Roman where they could have gotten the win, but God, for, I've, I've reround this part for Tim. It was hilarious. The ref bumped out of the ring. <laughs> yeah. And he he was like, oh! Dude, for whoever that ref was, I feel bad. But when he got... It, was, it really got... When he got crushed... Because it did not look like a nice... Yeah, he, looked, he got crushed. It was like, oh! <laughs> like, rolled out to the outside. He got like, caught in the ropes. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded like it's um, those video game characters, like, when they fall off the edge, and they're like, oh! Yeah. Like, it was like... It was That's like, so funny. <laughs> In the end, though, Jay Uso would pin Roman, and this would be the first person to pin Roman uh, since I'm looking at it, December fifteenth, twenty nineteen. Which Baron Corbin recently on NXT has bragged about being the last person to do so, and this was during the dog food suffering succotash oh, era, if you remember, yeah. right before the pandemic hit. I remember that line. Uh, so Jay Uso would, after a, a splash, would pin Roman, and then I sent you guys a video of it's pretty clear as Jay's pinning him. Roman says, "I love you." You know, just propping up his family. You know, off off storyline mode. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, that that was nice to see too. I love yeah. when they have those little moments. You love to see it because you know Roman. Who knows if he's like how he feels about getting pinned nowadays to allow or even like probably not even I doubt he even like argued it like yeah I mean if it was, having him one to take the pin yeah. it, it easily could have been solo yeah that's true yeah because I mean that, that's like that uh, definitely moves storyline ahead now because he's actually they've beaten Roman or pinned Roman so I wonder do you get do we get Jay versus Roman again, but Somewhere, at SummerSlam yeah. this time in front of a crowd. Jay's good. Jay did a sequence during this match yeah. that I was like, God, I was like, smooth. Yeah, and then like you know, the Usos, I mean, the Usos might be like the best tag team. They might be, in my opinion, actively in active in wrestling. Yeah, I mean, like that's what I was. I was telling Andy before we started, and I was like, I can't remember a bad Usos match since like I don't know, at least like four years ago, five years ago. Them in the new new day, yeah. every match was phenomenal. Yeah. Well, we're uh, we're running a little long. Should I close us out with the AEW review and classic show of the week? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that wraps up Money in the Bank. Like I said, the Usos won, and uh, the Bloodline is seemingly crumbling. So uh, um, yes, do your AEW Fight Forever yeah. review and take I us out. I won't make it long winded, but uh, so AEW. Wait, do you have a 
Classic show of the week. Yeah. Maybe Money in the Bank, John Cena, CM Punk. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't do a Money in the Bank. I just I chose just a good okay. show. Uh, well, <laughs> first right. I'll do... Take us well, out, Well, first, uh, AW Fight Forever. I got it for the Nintendo Switch. Having a lot of fun playing it. First and foremost, some of the... Uh, and I'm going to make this review kind of quick. Uh, some of the controls were just too confusing for me because I've been playing the 2K games for so long that I have all this muscle memory of just playing those and it was really like messing me up because I would press a button to do something that I would do in 2K and then you know start taunting or something like that and do like the wrong thing so what I did was I went in and luckily they do give you the uh, option to customize the controls so I switched my controls to match WWE 2K uh, and the best I could and it made the game for me substantially more fun and you can play it like almost like a wrestling simulator. It is not as smooth by far as a 2K game because those games are meant to really make you feel like you're almost like immersed in like, I feel like you're in the match almost where these are more of like fun. Uh, it's hard to describe unless you play. Uh, it's almost like... It's like arcading? A little bit, but it's like almost like if like... I'm trying to think of the way to describe it because even this... Does it just look? You said it plays. It plays like a wrestling game. It just looks more cartoony. It looks more cartoony, and it definitely doesn't. The movements of the okay. I think I found the way to do this. So the two K games. I think that when what they do is they bring people in and they bring the they put those uh, suits on people that have like the yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they might have done this for this game, but like it feels more real in a 2K game, if you get what I'm saying. Like it feels more smooth and natural, where this feels more like a video game. But like you're doing the moves and everything, but like some of the bumps are a little bigger than maybe they would be in real life, like the way they hit the mat and like stuff like that. Um, but yeah. You said the roster's nice. The well, playable roster. And then I downloaded nice. everybody last night. Like I got FTR. Cody Rhodes is in the game. Some for though apparently. Uh, what was that? You said some you have to pay yeah, for. Yeah, you do have to pay for a few of them unless you get the ultimate edition, which I did. Um, but like yeah, FTR. But yeah, Cody's in two games in one year. Yeah, yeah that's pretty cool. FTR, Cody, Danhausen. Uh, those are some of the, like the unlockable characters. Um, Tim's just been being CM Punk and destroying every <laughs> move. Of the yeah. I'm doing I'm doing the belt collector thing with CM Punk right now. I'm just winning all the titles with him. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you can do that. And then there's a storyline like how there was back in the day with the old WWE SmackDown games, where you can do like a year of a wrestler's life and like the decisions you make kind of influence what happens there's not like tons of options there's like four blocks of storylines that you can do but um it's still pretty cool and you know you can be a heel or baby face and so you wish the entrances were longer they, or they, something with the, the entrances? entrances they only let you come out to like when they're on the ramp or they do like their signature yeah. thing like adam cole's entrance like immediately starts when he's on the ropes and he's like boom and then he gets in the ring and does the baby and then it cuts off and like CM Punk, does, I, I hate that so much. Like CM Punk comes out, does the it's clobbering time, and then it just cuts off, and it goes like to the match. So it's just the main part. Like, they're, they're like if it was Cody, is it just the whoa 
and then it's like, see ya. Yeah, Co- Cody's is him coming up through the floor. The da 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 Is Jericho's just the whole audience singing his song? Uh, I haven't... I've only played as Jericho once, so I'll have to go back and see that. Uh, but, so yeah, it's a fun game. That's Look, all you need to if play. You're looking, if you're looking for an immersible experience where you're like, oh, this is like, like some people like Tony Hawk Pro Skater, some people like Skate. There's two different, there are two different things. Yeah. One, is, one is like more like the cartoony comic book version. One's like super realistic. If you want it like a super realistic wrestling game, Go for especially for PlayStation Five or PS Four or Xbox or Xbox One or Three Sixty, or not Three Sixty or Xbox One. Uh, <laughs> ten, ten years ago, and sixty four. If you but get to WWE Two K, but if you like the AEW roster and you're okay with it being like maybe like just more. For, you got to be more. Surprisingly enough, you haven't even gotten 2K yet. Okay, for instance, the new one. For instance, in WWE 2K, you can press the run button and just hold that in, and you can like run around the ring as long as you want until your guy gets like tired or drains his energy. Where this, if you throw him into the ropes, you have to just like tap the run button, and he'll like run towards the person. You can't just make them run. You know what I mean? Like you, like that's what makes it arcadey. Yeah, that's where it's like more arcadey. There's things about it. It's simplified. Yeah. Things about it that make it more arcadey. Um, but yeah, so that's my terrible review of the game. But I, overall, I had a. I, I, I'm having fun playing it. I think it'd be great as a Switch game. Something which that's how I play it. You pick it up, you put it down, uh, and you're not expecting a ton out of the graphics. A uh, classic show of the week is uh, Mind Games in Your House. And I was going to read you some of the... And this is a classic show. I'm going to read you some of the matches here. Mankind versus Shawn Michaels. That is the main... Sorry, I dropped my phone. That is the main match that, you know, I'm sending I'm sending y'all there to see. But, okay, uh, you got Marty Jannetty versus Savio Vega. Uh... Savio Vega coming out again and facing Justin Brad uh, Justin Bradshaw, aka JBL. Uh, Corny Jim Cornette versus Jose Lothario in a manager's match. Uh, what? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the the Smoky Guns, Billy Gunn and Bart Gunn versus Owen Hart and British Bulldog. Uh, Mark Henry versus uh, Jerry Lawler. The Undertaker versus Goldust. Uh, Paul uh, Mankind versus Shawn Michaels. Triple H versus Jake the Snake Roberts, Mark Mara versus Farouk, and the main event is Psycho Sid versus Big Van Vader with Jim Cornette in his corner. We're kind of—it's one of the best uh, WWF shows of all time. It's uh, rated, so go watch it. Really good show. And uh, this was episode ninety. We're gonna miss you guys next week. I hope you all wish Jeremy good luck uh, across the pond, as they say, <laughs> and that he has a great time. Uh, we'll see you in a few weeks, guys. Hope you all enjoyed. Uh, take care. Have a great day.